Okay, I'm fixing to preach a sermon on the power of the blood. And I want you to know something. If you want to, your whole life's going to change. If you desire to. There's too much bondage and too much guilt and shame in the body of Christ. And we're going to end it this morning. We're going to put an end to the devil messing with you this morning. Amen? Now, there's power in the blood. I want you to go to Revelation chapter 12 with me. Please go. And we're going to begin with verse 7. And we're going to talk about the power in the blood. But let me ask you a question. What does that mean? What does it mean when we say, I plead the blood. A lot of times people don't know what it means, and because they don't know what it means, they don't know the value of what they're saying. If you don't know the value of something, then you won't appreciate it. There was a girl that her father gave her a Jeep, and, and, and she kind of looked at the Jeep and said, um, what did you give me that for? He said, well, let me ask you to do something. She says, okay, take it down to the junkyard and ask them what they'll give you for it. And she went down and she said, they gave me $50. I said, okay, I want you to go to the Chrysler dealer and ask them what they'll give you for it. Went down there and said, they gave me $500. He said, I want you to go to an antique dealer and find out what they'll give you for it, a, a classic car. Went down there and they said, they'll give me $100,000 for it. Now let me tell you, just because someone doesn't know the value of something doesn't mean it's not valuable. He gave her a $100,000 vehicle and she thinks it's a piece of junk because her friends think it's a piece of junk. The power of the blood of Jesus is valuable whether you understand it or not. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to take you through the Bible and teach you how valuable Jesus' blood is and the power of it. So I'm starting here in Revelation um, chapter 12. And war broke out in heaven, verse 7. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. They did not prevail, nor was there a place found for them in heaven any longer. And so the great dragon was cast out. The serpent of old called the devil and Satan who deceived the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now, when you're reading Revelation here, there's a tendency to think this is future during the, during the tribulation period. It is not. He's making a reference in the book of Revelation of Jesus. If you read the book of Revelation... At the beginning, he makes a powerful statement. When he starts, he said, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It includes the end time, but everything in it is not on just the end time. This is something that has already happened. He was cast out. He's not there anymore. Now, 
Listen to what I'm going to say, and I'm going to share this with you. At the, when Jesus died on the cross, and down in the region of the damned, he paid the debt for every man. At the point that he paid that debt, the accuser of the brethren was cast out of heaven and no longer allowed there any longer. You read in the book of Job where, where Satan went before God to bring an accusation against Job. And people have said, well, he still does that. No, he doesn't. Since Calvary, God hadn't said one stinking word to the devil. He's been thrown out of heaven, but yet he's here. He's a defeated foe. So if he's defeated, then why are we still dealing with him? Because we are here to enforce his defeat. If you don't enforce it, he will run over you. If you don't enforce it, he will take advantage of you. If you're ignorant, he will take advantage of you. And listen to me. We're going to stop his dealings in your life. He has no authority. All authority in heaven and earth was given unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he turned around and handed all authority in heaven and earth to the church over the devil and all of his, everything he can conjure. But yet if you don't know it, It'll hinder you. Let me talk to you a little bit about my job. You people pick churches based on whether your friends are there. That's fine. Don't walk into church where the pastor doesn't know squat. And expect to have a good life. You will not. Don't worry about the pastor's personality. Don't worry about whether he's handsome, ugly, or fat. You just worry. And if that man ain't spitting truth, you leave. If he is, sit tight. God's got something for you. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. By the way, talking about fat, I've lost 16 pounds. And I'm on a roll. No, I'm off a roll. <laughs> I put on my suit this morning. I said, I feel like in the loan movie, I'm living in a tent. So anyway, so if you walk out and go, it does look like a tent. Don't worry. I got smaller tents at home. I'm waiting for them. I mean, I got them lined up. All right, let me finish reading this. The great dragon was the servant of old. I heard a loud voice saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ have come. That was the day he rose from the dead. The accuser of our brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. And they, say me, overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Now, wait a minute. If we overcome by the blood, how do you overcome by the blood? How do you do that? Because, because you, you rarely hear Christians say, I plead the blood. The reason they don't say it is nobody ever taught them to say it. No, nobody ever told them that you only have one weapon. If you're going to win a fight, you might want to bring out the big artillery. Now, Satan knows about the blood, but you need to know about the blood. If you plan on overcoming anything on this planet, you're only going to do it by the blood of the Lamb, and then you're going to have to put the Word of God in your mouth. Okay, we'll get into this a little later. I got to come back to this. I, I got to take you down memory lane for here for a moment. 
And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heaven, and you who dwell on them. Woe to you guys down there on the earth. The devil came down. He's, he's a matter in a hot cake. And he's here. If you haven't noticed all of the trouble in the earth, soon he will be gone. Don't try to fix all the stupid people. You know what God's doing about the world? Nothing. They're damned and on their way to hell. He's concerned about his church. He actually comes to church on Sunday, not the beach. Don't shout me down. God is interested in you. And anytime someone comes out of the world, he'll take an interest in them. But not until. So someone said, how come God allowed all this to happen? He didn't. He's not running the planet now, as long as the devil's in the earth, you're going to have Ukraine, Putin, politics, liars, thieves. Don't, don't allow that to, don't fall off your throne. Because the people, and listen, they have a choice. Now, you don't need to fall apart because they are making wrong choices. You make right ones. Amen. There's nothing going on in your life right now you can't change. Nothing. And quit worrying about what everybody else is doing, whether they like you or not. They may, they may not. They may not ever like you. That might be proving you're doing something right. Okay. <laughs> I want you to look at Colossians 2.15 for a second. Let's, let's, let's verify this. Having disarmed principality and power, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Jesus defeated Satan. Now, we are not trying to defeat him. We're only enforcing the defeat. All right, now let's go back for a moment, and let's talk about how all this began and God's take on it. I'm going to read something from this book called The Power of the Blood, and, and I, I think it's very important. Many of you came up in denominational churches where they preach to you, there is none righteous, no, not one, almost every Sunday. And then you came here, and we said you've been made the righteousness of God. Which church is right? Both. One was pre-Jesus, and the other's after Jesus. You can't put the Christians in the, in the seat of the sinner, but you, but you have, if sinners are in your church, they have to hear the gospel. That's one of the reasons we're having problems today is because we have people who think they're good and they're not. Okay, I'm going to read to you. I'm going to read. Just hold on and let me read. Just, feel, just pretend like you're in school. And I'm the teacher. And I have no apple. Bring me an apple. No, it's not on my raspberries and blueberries on the, the apples are not. All right. Listen to this statement. Sin has a twofold effect. It has had an effect on God as well as man. He was affected by sin. We emphasize generally the effect on man, but the effect on God 
has exercised on God a more terrible and serious. It is because of its effect on God that sin has power over us. God, as Lord of all, cannot overlook sin. It cannot. It is an unalterable law that sin must bring forth sorrow and death. Now, we're going to read a scripture. Go to Romans 3. Let me see where it is right now. Just go there while I'm talking and I'll come back. 325. Go to Romans. Put it on the screen, Romans 325. I'm going to show you a scripture in the Bible. It's going to make a lot of sense to you. When man fell into sin, he by the law of God was brought under the power of sin. So it is with the law of God that redemption must begin. If sin is powerless against God, and the law of God gives sin no authority over us, the power over us is destroyed. The knowledge of that sin is speechless before God, assures that, we're no longer, that it no longer has authority over us. What then was the effect of sin on God? It is His divine nature. He ever remains unchanged and unchangeable, but in His relationship and bearing toward man, an entire change has taken place. Sin is disobedience. A contempt of the authority of God. It seeks to rob God of His honor as God and Lord. Sin is determined opposition to a holy God. It not only can, but it must awaken His wrath. Now, I want to show you this. God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because the forbearance of God passed over sins that were previously committed. Verse 26, to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that He might be just and justifier. God has a problem. He is not only holy and He will not tolerate sin, but He's also a lover and He's in love with you. That's a very powerful statement. You cannot go through life without understanding that. God hates sin, and He hates what it does, and He is a God of wrath. That didn't change. He still is. But the blood... That, I'm trying, I'm, I'm jumped away ahead so because you're looking at me like a dog in a new bowl. Say, but the blood. But God is still a God of wrath. There is coming a day. He's going to pour His wrath on this earth, and He will cast everybody in this earth that it refuses to obey Him into the region of the damned for all eternity. Hell is the county jail, the, the lake of fire. Everybody in hell has a worse day ahead of them. And if you're not born again and Jesus isn't Lord, you are going to go to hell because God will not tolerate what you're doing for eternity. You'll repent and turn from sin, or you won't go to heaven. God won't tolerate it. But he's kind of schizo. Remember in Romans 8, what is man that you're mindful of him? I just mentioned the prodigal father. God, you can only imagine. And if you're a parent, you understand that. Your children, you love your children. 
but you hate what they do. Lady came to Lisa one day and she said, my son is coming home with his girlfriend. And she goes, tell him, no, he isn't. Well, I love my son. I know you do. And tell him to get a dang gum hotel. If you're not going to put your foot down, who is? You look at him and say, I love you, but you don't, you don't, no, I raised you better than that. You don't do this junk, buddy. Let me tell you something. Your parents and your grandparents, they're not mean because they look at you and tell you to clean it up. They love you is why they tell you to clean it up. <laughs> I'm preaching better than y'all, amen. Y'all have no idea how much attention y'all are looking at me like. This is good. This is good. While it was God's desire to continue in love and friendship with man, sin compelled him to become our opponent. He had no choice. Although he, the love of God toward man remains unchanged, sin made it impossible for him to admit man into fellowship with himself. You look at God in the Old Testament, and you're wondering, why wow, a guy touches the ark and God knocks him dead? Don't touch my ark, Jack. <laughs> He's still the same. You say, but he's treating me good. Say the blood. We're going to learn what it means. We're going to learn what it means. You're going to get up and go, the blood. I love the blood. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Satan knows what the blood is. Oh, he knows it's his defeat. Okay, I'm getting way ahead of myself. I got to come back. It has compelled him to pour out upon man his wrath, his curse, and his punishment instead of his love. The change which sin has caused in God's relationship to man is awful. Man is guilty before God. Guilt is debt. We know what debt is. It is something that one person can demand from another, a claim that must be met and settled. Your debt had to be paid. Now, the reason I'm reading this is it's very difficult when we sit around in charismatic churches full of born-again talking devil chasing the holy worlders to believe that you weren't a little good. You weren't a little good. You, you see kids come walking in here with half their hair missing and earrings all over the place and green you look at them and say, but the grace of God go I. People walk in this church all the time and they're hellions. And we accept them and they're blown away that we let them in church. And I have to look at them and say, everybody in the building is just like you. We just dress nicer now. I went to a prison one time, and I'm preaching in prison, and I said, do you know the difference between you and me? They said, what? I said, they caught you. <laughs> Whoa, I ran from the law. Good God, I ran all night one night from the dogs. You know what it's like for a dog? Whoa. Whoa. 
Whoa. And nobody cares whether you're tired. You're going to run, and you're going to run. And the sun came up, and they pulled the dogs off me, and I hid in someone's barn, and I slept for three days. And I got out, and I went to church, and I said, I need help. Amen. But the grace of God, yeah. I'd be in jail or hell. Yeah. And, and I had better not ever forget it, Kenny. I had better not ever forget it. Well, I'm preaching better. Man is guilty before God. Guilt is dead. I read that. Sin is committed. Its after effects may not be noticed, but the guilt remains. It's why you don't come to church. It's why you drink. It's why you smoke. It's why you do porn. It's why you cuss. It's why you fight. It's guilt and shame are at the root of all of your stupidity. Can you get rid of guilt and shame? Say the blood. Say, I plead the blood. All right. Now, now, <laughs> it, hadn't made, it hadn't made its inroad yet, but it will before I walk out of here. You, the, the blood is going to, you're going to walk out here and go, if, if a mosquito bites you, it's going to fly away singing there's power in the blood. You're going you're to be so full of God. As long as the debt is not discharged or the guilt expired, removed, it is the nature of the case impossible for a holy God to allow a sinner to come into his presence. You can't get in there. Under the old covenant, they had to use the blood of animals, put a rope on the priest, and carry him in. If he does anything wrong, he drops dead in there. And they drag his body out. You read the Old Testament and you go, well, you are one mean dude. And then you see Jesus and go, oh, you lightened up a little here. We often think that the great question for us is how we can be delivered from the indwelling power of sin. But that is a question of less importance than how we can be delivered from the guilt that is heaped up before God. You know, when you're guilty, you're mean. You're just mean human being. You need Jesus real bad. Can the guilt of sin be removed? Can it? It's not by works. It, it's not by hiding in the garden, Adam. What do you think you people hide and don't come to church? You think staying in the woods, hiding. What fix it? What, what do you think that's fixing? Adam, where are you? Eve, he don't know where you are. He knows exactly where you are. Oh, they're hiding in the bushes. I walk up to people and say, you going to church? Oh, no, 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 I won't be there. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. You lying devil. You're too busy for God and you're going to hell? That's stupidity. You need to run to God. And the dumber you are, the faster you are to run. <laughs> can the effect of sin upon God be awakened? His wrath, can it be removed? Can the wrath of God be removed? Yes. And it was. And it was. 
Can sin be blotted out before God? If these things can be done, the power of sin will be broken in us. And the guilt of sin can be removed only through the blood. Now, why the blood of Jesus? What's the blood of a goat worth? The goat? That's it. A goat is a goat. A goat, a man, is worth more than a goat. So can the blood of a goat cleanse you? Not before God, it cannot. What about a bull, an ox? No. What about your good works? No. There's only one thing that can do it. You're going to have to find a man who is perfect, whose life is priceless. I'm going to say something to you now. You're not going to like it. God poured his wrath on Jesus. He didn't just go to a cross. He experienced the anger and all of the bent-up wrath that God had for you and your sin. And Jesus took it. Why then do we talk about the blood? Because the life is in the blood. Did Jesus die? How do you know he died? Because his blood was spilled. Jesus is God incarnate. Jesus could not die. He's second Adam. When it hadn't been for the cross, he'd be walking around now. Adam never would have died. Had not sin in her. Then wait a minute. Then how did Jesus die then? He had to become sin. Whose? Yours and mine. If you could ever do yourself one favor, stop being self-righteous. Stop blaming everyone around you for where you are. It's not true. The only one keeping you down is you. If God is for you, and the devil in hell will stop you. Now, when Jesus went to the cross, he, on the cross, he cried out. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God poured his wrath on Jesus, and even the sun turned black and wouldn't look at him. And he died on that cross, and when he was in the garden, it wasn't the nails that bothered him. It was the wrath of every human on this planet being poured on him. And the Bible says in Isaiah, he, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Say thank you for your blood. Now the reason we know he was dead and he had to die in order to redeem you because you were dead in sin. It wasn't marijuana bothering you. It wasn't, it wasn't the playboys that were bothering God. It's that you were Satan. And he loves you. You're his child and he loves you. And the love of God compelled him. The love of God drove him because he loved you so much that he's got to deal with this issue. And once it's dealt with, 
I'll never look back on it again. And now you and I are welcome in the throne room. Because Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he told Martha, don't touch me. I haven't taken my blood before the Holy of Holies. I haven't gone to my God and your God, my Father. He said, don't touch. He had to go into the Holy of Holies, had to take his blood, and he had to satisfy and clean all of the temple of all of the sin out. And then when he turned around, he said, anybody who wants to can come in. Anybody who wants to can come in. Up until that time, you'd have dropped dead if you'd have gone in. How powerful is that blood? Very powerful. It's the only thing. So there's a scripture in Hebrews that said, without the, without the blood, there is no remission of sin. Without blood. Let's go there. I, I'm, I don't like quoting stuff. I want you to see it. Hebrews 9.22. Put that on the screen, please. According to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. What hope did you have? Not a drop. Every one of us went through it. Now, here's what we're going to go now. Because almost all of us in here are born-again Christians. But yet, we're still struggling with guilt for no reason. All right. Everybody good? You are very quiet, and you should be, because we're talking about sin. Anytime you're talking about sin in church, everybody gets quiet. Whether you ask them to or not, it just gets quiet. If you ever want your children to go to sleep at night, walk in there and say sin, and they'll just go to sleep. They'll just they'll get real quiet. They'll stop crying. You want your wife to shut up? Just say sin, and she'll just shut up. Everybody shuts up when you're talking about sin. Okay, we're talking about they overcame the devil by the blood. They overcame. Go to Zechariah 3. Zechariah 3. Woo! Jesus is Lord. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. All right, now we're going to talk about the devil for a minute. The Bible calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. Have you ever felt in your soul an accusation? You ain't good enough. You ain't worth it. Nobody cares about you. And you're a piece of junk. If you haven't heard it in your soul, do you have family members? Why do they do it? Because they're under guilt. They think if they blow your candle out, it'll make theirs brighter. You worthless piece of crap. What are you doing? You're the worst son. I don't know why I even had you as a boy. What's wrong with you, you idiot? You're like your mother. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. Every one of us in this room have had this issue since the day we were born. You know, when I was in school, do you know why the teachers didn't like me? Because my mother was divorced. Do you know that when I was a kid, nobody in my school was parents were divorced but mine? Do you know what that made me? Junk. You know how they treated me? Bad. You know how I handled it? Not well. 
I had no idea why the teacher thought I was somebody to make fun of. I didn't do anything to her. It's bad enough to lose your dad without going to school and everybody picking on you because you're different. Have you ever had anybody pick on you because you're different? Does everybody you know like you just know they don't? If anybody, listen, if they can find something wrong with you, they'll find it and remind you of it. And you live like this. And then you grow up thinking if you smoke a little dope, it'll make sure all you have a little bit of joy <laughs> until the dope runs out. Dope. And then if that don't work, you have a little booze. If that don't work, you have a little sex. And you certainly ain't coming to church now, dear God. Everything they said is true. I'll never grow up and be like my dad. You grow up and you're just like your dad. Until you get a new dad. Until you get, somebody said, well, I was born this way. Well, get born again. You need a new identity. If Jesus paid for you with blood, how valuable are you? Very valuable. Say very valuable. Say, hey, devil, very valuable. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Everything has become new. Take that devil. Let me tell you something, devil. I am not who you say I am. I am not who my mom says I am. I am not who the world says I am. I am who God says I am. Now, how did he do that? Well, he had to wash your sins in the blood in order for you to be born again. And then by the Holy Ghost, he came and lived inside of you. And the old man is dead. And the new man is brand new. And you're a brand new creation. And you've been made the very righteousness of God. And how dare the devil put his finger on you and say anything to you. Now, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Hey, Satan, I plead the blood. Talk to God. I'm trying to go someplace, but y'all, y'all are too quiet on me. You wouldn't let me get to my punchline. God showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and, and Satan opposing. Oppo- three, two. Go to three, two. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this a brand plucked from the fire? Verse 3. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and standing before the angel. Go to 4. And he answered and said, those who stood with him, take away his filthy garments. And he said, I have removed your iniquity and I will clothe you in rich robes. Glory be to God. I've been made righteous. I know I still look like a Georgia hick, but I still made righteous on the inside. You know, people said, you have a double D personality. So does God. (laughs) Wow. Go to Romans 8. I, 
I'm going to read. I'm going to while you're going there. I want to read some. I just want to read everything in the Bible. <laughs> the biggest problem you're going to have on this planet is dealing with guilt and shame. Some of it might be valid. Sometimes you might be going, well, I'm guilty. Well, you got First John 1, 9. But quit blaming your circumstances. And nobody's making you the way you are. Everything, everything you have right now is a choice you made. S- suck it up. I know you think it's your wife. It isn't. I know you think it's your husband. It isn't. You married him. He was a nut when you married him and you knew it. Now you're trying to turn him into a Christian and he ain't doing real good at that because a little half heathen can't turn a man into a Christian. Never mind. Oh, don't hear him preach for a minute. I didn't, they all turned me off. They went quiet on me. Now listen to me. Listen to me. There's not a one of us in this room. Smith Wigglesworth took communion every day. You know why I'm where I am? Communion. Don't think I haven't taken more than one cup. You see, when you screw up on Saturday and you got to preach Sunday, <laughs> this is the problem. I don't have three days to get right. <laughs> you got to go in there in the refrigerator and get your non-alcoholic wine and pour it in your little wooden Jerusalem cup. And get you a Ritz cracker and sit down there and bow your head before God and go, I have messed up bad. I have been angry again. I've been mean again. I've been stubborn again and I'm in sin. And I got to get up Sunday morning and they, I got to at least look like I'm on fire for God. And I'm going to need some blood. I'm going to need some forgiveness. I'm going to need some love right now. And you take communion and you get it under the blood. And then you get look at Satan and go, shut up. Yes. <laughs> and don't you condemn me because you do it too. You say, how often do it, Pastor? None of your gossiping business. (laughs) I will say I've done it at least three times in my life. Sometimes in one day. (laughs) My biggest problem is Yankees in traffic. Get off the phone. The light is green. Okay, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. I'm going to have to go home. To... <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Did y'all get, did you find Romans? Did you find Romans yet? If you didn't, you're never going to find Romans. Let me go find Romans. I hadn't even found Romans yet. You want some power? You want some power? You know, in Ephesians, it says over in Ephesians, it says, well, wrestle not. You're, did you know you're in a wrestling match? You know you are? Fight the good fight. Who are you fighting with? The devil. He wants your soul. He wants you. 
He wants you to quit serving God. He wants you to quit. You're bothering him. Because you're going to heaven and he's going to hell. And he don't like you. You ever had depressed days? Who do you think is bothering you? Eeyore did not have clinical depression. He had a demon riding around on his back. He should have talked to Tigger. Because not yeah, Tigger didn't have no devil. If you didn't watch Winnie the Pooh, you don't have no idea what I'm talking about. That's Pastor Pooh, Pastor Pooh. No, Pastor Chris. Winnie the Pooh. And Tigger too. And Eeyore. That's church. And Piglet. That would be Rosa. Little short, little, little. <laughs> and then we have Tigger, which is Jeannie. And, and, and Megan. That's... <laughs> I'm not going to mention Eeyore because you, you don't, you, you'll never come back. Today is my birthday. I got a balloon, and it probably has a hole in it. I mean, you can't find nothing good about nothing, man. I mean, you, it's your birthday, and you're not even happy. <laughs> we have people in here who are Eeyore. They are. I don't even look at you when I'm preaching. I mean, you depress me looking at you. <laughs> Romans 8 (laughs) say it with me 31 if God is for me say who 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 do you think you are who can be against me who nobody nobody let me tell you ain't nobody keep you down if God likes you If God has accepted you, if you are washed in the blood, there is nothing the devil can bring against your soul. Who? Who you be? Who you think you are? (laughs) See, if you knew who I was, I'm the son of God. Jesus, his brother. Now, don't go home saying all your relatives that mean you want to talk a fight. You want to get a fight going. Look at this. Look at this. What can I say? If God is for me, who can be against me? He who didn't even spare his own son for you. Who put the worth on you, Jim? Who put the worth on you, brother? What are you worth? What are you worth? According to God, the blood of his son, the blood of Jesus. How dare you think bad of yourself? If if he didn't spare Jesus, how will he not with him say free? Free. 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 Healing. Prosperity. Blessings. Free. Free. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. blood. 
I mean, the next time the devil looks at you and says anything, say, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. And you talking to me, you two, you got to climb over the blood, Jack. You know, in the Old Testament, they put blood over the door. The death angel could not go in. It didn't care whether Harry was in there or Sam or Bill or Martha. It didn't matter what they did or where they'd been. The blood, they could not cross the bloodline and get in that house. Mark Hankins' mother. All of her kids are in ministry. And they were all crazy. Mark would come home after crashing his 57 Chevrolet, 55 Chevrolet, and being out partying all night. And she'd look at Mark coming in. She goes, I plead the blood. She needs God on him. God, I plead the blood over my son. He'd come home with a girlfriend with a short, short dress and halter top and high heels and looking like he dug her right out of a trash can. And she would look at that girl and go, I plead the blood. And she'd say, Mark, what'd your mama say? He said, never mind. Don't worry about anything my mama said. So Mark came home from school one day and he said, Mom, I'm having a problem with this theology of yours. I can't find plead the blood in the Bible. She said, well, I don't know whether it's in the Bible, but it worked for me. Because you in Bible school right now, you little heathen. You say, I love Mark's preaching. You can thank his mom. Satan hates the blood. All accusations stop. Because there's none of us in here that have kept the we have None of us ever kept the law. We can't say I'm innocent because you ain't innocent. And you can't plead guilty because now you done sentenced yourself. You ask any cop and you get around any police officer, let me tell you what to say. Nothing. When they say what can and will be used against you, they're dead serious. They'll take everything you say and they'll hold it against you in court even if you're innocent. If you ever have to use a weapon... And the cop says, what happened? Go, I plead the blood. <laughs> and you wait on your lawyer. When the devil approaches you, you wait on your lawyer. Amen. That would happen to be Jesus. I'm not finished with this scripture yet. Are y'all all right? God, I'm feeling good. I'm doing good. I mean, I just, glory be to God. He who didn't spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give you all things? Who would bring a charge against God's elect? Say me. Who, who, who can? It was God who made you righteous by the blood. Who, who can point a finger at you? Can you point a finger? No. You ever notice Paul? He said, I've done no wrong. And I'm going, you murdered a guy, dude. And then he got born again. I mean, the minute you get born again, you don't have a past. 
Do you know the one person that li- likes you, the, that dislikes you the most is you? Well, I wish I hadn't have done that. I wish I hadn't have made that mistake. Forget it. Good God Almighty, that is yesterday. That is gone. In a minute, we're going to take communion. Do you know what you're going to do? You're going to leave everything that happened yesterday and last week. You're going to leave it right here in this room. If you came in out of fellowship with God, you're going home full of joy. You're going to go home in fellowship with God. And you say, well, I ain't all that good. It ain't about you. God ain't looking at you. He's looking at the blood. The minute you pick up that cup, God's going to go, accepted in the beloved. Okay, I'm, I'm not done yet. I still have more to do. I've got to finish this scripture because I can't dare go home and not finish scripture. You just don't do that. Kind of stuff. No, no, that's true. Who is he who condemns you? Who's damning you? Who's condemning you? Nobody. No, it ain't God. It ain't God. Who has the right to? Only Jesus. Remember the woman caught in adultery? Oh, that adultery's bad. Don't get me wrong, it's bad. He said, Where are your, where's your accusers? She said, nowhere, Lord. And he went, neither do I. She went, oh, oh, glory. The only guy here that could stone me is Jesus. And he said, no. And I went, I'm oh, going home. I'm, I ain't going back to that boy again. And where was the guy? Where? I mean, let, can I ask you a question? I know there's kids in the room. They had to remove him. To get to her. Why is it okay for men and not women? Why is the woman always the bad one? The man, ah, he's a stud. Don't shout me now. Men, it ain't okay, baby. I'm trying to preach. I'm just standing here in front of you because... I get a little bit of comfort. I'm doing good. Okay. Who is he condemns you? It was Christ who died. Furthermore, is risen, and he sat down at the right hand of God, and he's up there praying for you. Does Jesus get his prayers answered? Say yeah. He who began a good work in me will complete it. God ain't done with me yet. Don't worry about it. He ain't done with me yet. I'm doing better here. Who's makes it? Go to verse 35. Who's going to separate you from his love? Who? Who could possibly cause God to not love you? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody can stop God from loving you. If God loves you, you have it made. How can anybody stop you? He goes on. Trouble? No. Some of y'all are in the middle of trouble right now. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. God loves you. Distress? Persecution? People don't like you? Famine? Nakedness? That's the beach. I'm sure that wasn't why Paul meant it, but, you know, it's changed. Sword? Glocks? Murder? Ukraine? Putin? 
What's going on on the planet right now is going to stop God from loving you and blessing you? Absolutely nothing. So, I'm going to get to the closure here. Now, listen to me. How do you handle when your own soul is distraught? Do you know why? Because you're thinking wrong. It's not what's happening around you. It's what's happening inside you. And Satan has got a stronghold in your soul. But you feel so guilty going, I plead the blood. Because everything he's saying is true in the natural. So what do you do? You, you say, Heavenly Father, I did miss it. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me in the blood. And he's faithful. And he's righteous. To forgive you of sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Now go to Romans, go to Romans 12. If you don't go home free, I'm going to kick you, you right in the backside on the way out. I'm gonna, if I see you walking out of here sad, I'm going to pick you. I said Romans, 1 Corinthians, I, I'm wrong. Good Lord. Help me, Jesus. Yeah, 11. I'll get there somewhere, and then you'll get there. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. I received from the Lord, which I delivered to you, the Lord, on the same night that he betrayed, took bread. And when he gave thanks, he broke it. He said, take, this is my body broken for you, so yours doesn't have to be anymore. You know why you're sick? Because you don't understand the blood. It has paid your debt. Sickness is payment for debt. It's gone. It's gone. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. You know, you need to get Romans 8, 32 and read it to yourself over and over and over and jump around your house get excited as often as you eat this bread you do show, show my death till I come in the same manner he took the cup this cup is a new covenant blood covenant as often as you drink it remember what I did for this cause many are weak and sick among you not discerning the Lord's body As a born-again Christian, you need to leave here today and find out what the blood means. It's not enough to come to church and shout a little bit. You need to go home and go, I'm going to find out about this. This is, a, this is a great weapon for me. And I'm not living in defeat anymore. I overcome you, Satan. You can overcome everything he throws by the blood Amen. and the word of your testimony. Your, your, your days of bad days need to end now. Depression, go in Jesus' name, go. Sickness, go in Jesus' name, go. Doubt, 
Go from me in Jesus' name. Go. I plead the blood over my mind. I plead the blood over my body. I plead the blood over my soul. I plead the blood over my children. I plead the blood, Satan. Let me tell you something. I plead the blood. You have no room in my house. I overcome you by the blood and my words, my words, my words. Some of you mamas need to walk your house and go, I plead the blood. Don't worry about the neighbors. They don't know what you, they think you're crazy anyway. Just go ahead and plead the blood. Whoa. Well, anyway, bring those, bring the communion elements up here. We're going to, and start passing them out. Are y'all? Whoa, Jesus is Lord. Bible says fight. Then say sit on your butt. Fight. You need to get a spirit of fight. No, I'm not living like this. I'm not living like this. I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to put up with you anymore. I'm not going to be depressed anymore. I'm not going to be sick anymore. I'm not going to be, I'm not having a bad life. No, in Jesus' name, no. I said no. I want you to look at your drugs when you get home and go, I plead the blood over you. I bind you. You men that are in porn, I want you to do this. Go home and look at your Playboy magazines and say, I plead the blood over you. I'm telling you the truth. It'll break, it'll break every devil off of your mind. It'll break every devil right off of you. Don't fight this fight in the natural. Don't fight it in the natural. Fight it with the blood. Fight it with the blood. Satan cannot stay in the presence of the blood. And the faster you learn it, when your kids come over, you just walk up there and say, I just plead the blood over you. I just plead the blood. I'll guarantee you they'll come home. God is good. Say, God loves me. Say it again. God loves me. He proved it by what he paid for me. Come on, bring that up here. The pastor's out. You want to get up and sing? I don't care. You can get up. This is a good morning. David, your best days are ahead. That little sweet girl that's sitting next to you, she's a fireball. I saw you, I saw you in the Facebook. You a drunkard and a skunk. She's a sweetheart. You know, if God loves people, what would happen if we started loving them? You don't know who I'm married to. That's okay. Maybe they need love. You can hand me one of those. It's okay. Jim, did I embarrass you? Oh, good Lord. Come back next week. Whoa, Jesus is Lord. You say, Pastor, why do you act like that? Good God, if you knew what was going on on the inside of me, you'd understand why I'm having a hard time standing here just not jumping all over the place. (laughs) 
God is good. You know what he wants to do? Bless you so much it'll blow your mind. Don't take the credit for him. Just let him do it. Give him glory. Ha, ha, ha. What do you think the devil thinks when he's harassing you and you go, ha, ha, ha. What are you laughing at? You stupid. And washed in the blood, dummy. <laughs> he spends a month trying to get you messed up and the blood cleanses you in one minute. Glory be to God. And he's like, every time I get them all messed up, they walk back in that church, take communion, and walk out full of joy again. He says, it just doesn't do any good to attack Catherine. It just doesn't do any good to attack Catherine. She'll always go back and take the blood and get back under the blood. Just can't, just leave her alone. Just leave that Catherine lady alone. She's always messing with us. <laughs> Are you going to be okay? <laughs> Woo! Jesus is Lord. Well, that'll make a mosquito talking tongues. You ever think about it? <laughs> when I got born again, I would reach down. I got my mama's old Baptist hymnal. Opened up to amazing grace and sat in the living room floor. And I sang amazing grace. I was a heathen. I didn't deserve anything that God did. I just sang amazing grace. Tell me when y'all have all been served. You want to come up here and help me? Woo, Jesus is Lord. I want you to do something when Lisa leads you in communion. I want you to put everything in your life behind you. Right now, get it under the blood. Nothing between you and God, brother. Nothing between you and God. Frank, nothing. Nothing, Frank, nothing. Woo! Diane, nothing. Nothing between you and Jesus. Nothing. How about it, Dickie? Say nothing. Nothing. Well, you know, we have made the devil mad. You have just made him very upset. <laughs> Someone says, can you be saved more than once? No, you can only be saved once. But you can do this a lot. Okay, baby, take off. And when he had given thanks, Jesus, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, <laughs> which is broken for you. For me. Say, it's broken for me. For me. Say, Jesus' body was broken for me. He said, do this now in remembrance of me. Take the bread. Thank you, Lord Thank Jesus. you. Thank you. Say, thank you. For your body broken for me. Therefore, my body does not have to be Thank broken. Thank you for taking my place. You on took that my cross. sin. You took the pain. You took my infirmities. You broke your body. So my body does not have to be broken. I thank you for that. 
And in the same manner, he took the cups after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do. As often. As often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus. For as often as you do this and eat this bread and drink this cup, you will proclaim the Lord's Lord's death, death, his victory. That's what he's saying. You'll proclaim my victory. You proclaim his victory every time you eat the bread and you drink the cup. You're saying, I proclaim I'm the victor. I'm no longer the victim. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you. I am the victor because of your death. Thank you for the blood. Go ahead and take it. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text... 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.